0: Welcome to the Broadcast Sport Podcast. I'm senior reporter Max Miller and this week I spoke to broadcaster and writer Nat Coombs who's worked extensively in the NFL through his career and is currently the host of the Nat Coombs podcast about the NFL. I'm Nat Coombs,
1: I'm a broadcaster, writer, I've been sports broadcasting for god time flies 15 years now i guess on lots of different platforms so i guess i've got a strong affiliation with american sports and in particular nfl that was my first love and uh and my first break in, in terms of broadcasting so i bounced around with the tv and and radio rights there over the years so I started at channel five as a rookie and then channel four the bbc um five live and talk sport to complete complete the set there um uh, so yeah a long-standing relationship with the NFL and my podcast The Nat Coombe
0: Show is, is all about the NFL. Yes and that's what we're here to talk about today so everyone talks about the NFL growing and expanding in the UK but through your podcast and other work have you heard about new fans coming to the sport? Yeah it, this is purely a coincidence
1: but the first year I broadcasted uh, on telly was the first international series game. <laughs> so I guess my trajectory has run uh, yeah, in sync with with the development of the game over here. And that and that's um, the games over here are the instrumental piece, I think. So the first game was actually in, in 2007 and was meant to be, I guess, an experiment or was an experiment, was meant to be, if this works, we might do one in a few years' time, right? And then... Fate played its part and they ended up having the opportunity to do a game the year after and then never looked back. And what's happened over the last decade or so has been the increase in frequency of London games. And I think that has been a significant game changer in the growth of of the sport over here because, I, you know, an obvious parallel would be, um, would be the Premier League uh, internationally and the difference between those pre-season friendlies that we see that are going on everywhere, seemingly now ubiquitous, all, all every every summer. Versus, if a regular season game went over to New York or to Miami or to Tokyo or whatever, it's it's a completely different proposition. And that was the same with the NFL. So there'd been a spike in popularity in the 80s and early 90s. It kind of waned, and there was a resurgence, which um, the regular season games and seeing stars in action in a game that mattered was was a th- i think a significant catalyst for sure
0: and does having those games being played over here and in europe help it get more notice from the medium from broadcasters and how does that help the sport grow as well
1: yeah i think that's a great point and, and the digitization i guess of of our generation right has has is a big difference so when i was a kid falling in love with the game and wanted to follow it my options were limited right so as a kid this is pre internet let alone pre podcast so i'd buy i subscribed to a newspaper called first down which was the, uh, which was legendary and it was the most exciting thing getting that copy through the door every week obviously the law has moved on since then and it and the so the access to content of all kinds you know great journalism obviously um digital content both audio and video is so Uh, abundant and apparent um, accessible for anybody who discovers a sport initially so I think that's really helped I think if you stumble across it or find it casually you can build up a lot of affinity and knowledge pretty quickly these days Um, but that's to an extent where our show fits into the grand scheme of things I think in that given the amount of incredible content that Is put out in the states an obvious question and i've been asked it a few few times why do we need a uk show why are there uk shows on on the sport don't the fans just go and soak up all the american stuff and and typically a lot of them do right there is room for lots of different voices but i think what we're able to bring with with the pod is demonstrable literacy and understanding of the game but an accessibility and and anna Uh, you know and a genuine um perspective and i guess slant and um uh i wouldn't say out and out comedic approach because we're not it's not a comedy show but but a lightness a touch as well that there's a a connection i think with our fans who want to talk about the sport seriously but want that maybe slightly uh ironic
0: approach to it as well yeah i imagine it's like watching the Premier League and Monday Night Football here, it's very serious. But with the NFL, that situation is kind of switched over, and maybe humor is more important when you're not in the the domestic market. And I think it's also just we, one of the things I've always
1: wanted to do with with my with my work is juxtapose, fuse pop culture with with sports, and uh, not forced that issue. But I remember, and the, the you know the show I mentioned that I first cut my teeth on was. On channel five and then moved to channel four was a late night it was the sunday night football game so it would be on you know in 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 the wee small hours and it was such a brilliant place to learn my craft and also just to just to do work because we would have this incredible game typically the sunday night football game is the is the supposed to be anyway the best game of the weekend like the biggest the biggest draw so the game would be great there would be a real sense of community which i think has fostered and grown over the years and um and actually it's also quite a significant part of the growth of the nfl in this country there's a real sense that there's a there's a a, a kind of tribe of fans that are quite sub, you know supportive of each other and it's quite a positive place a lot of the time and you're watching it together you're watching the games that um, colin murray was my predecessor on that show and he was used to talk about uh you know the sleeping baggers and worry watching it and and very much that we're up at 2 a.m watching this game that we all love and um and we could have real fun with that because within an NFL broadcast, unlike football, there's a lot of time to fill. You know, there were a lot of commercial breaks, obviously with American broadcast. So you're back in, in studio or in vision quite a lot and often very quickly with little time to um, think about what you're going to do. And you're not always going to go to let's analyze this and let's go to some VT. And we found with it, and Colin was quite instrumental, I think in setting this precedent and, and creating this, direction and and i guess i kind of carried the the torch forwards um well we would spin off and talk about pop culture stuff and we would maybe consider like this head coach looks like a character from the wire uh what about head coaches that might look like characters from the sopranos or which head coach would fit best in to the sopranos um and and see where that would take us and the fans kind of roll with that because if you do too much of that i guess um it's a bit it's overkill and you know, let's get back to the sport but equally if it's too serious it just didn't didn't kind of fit so I've always tried to, to carry that that through with the stuff that I do and so that's what I mean I guess about the, the the style of content that the pod our pod is we're still very much everything you need to know about the big stories big takes perspectives on what's going on so it can get you up to speed on everything you need to know but we'll have aim to have some fun with it as well
0: and that nicely brings me along to my next question so how do you go about balancing that coverage between appealing to someone who wants to hear about the Sopranos, but at the same time, making someone who loves the NFL and loves the strategy and the tactics also wants to watch or listen at the same time? Well, I think the medium is quite significant there.
1: I think a trap that some people can fall into with pod is, and, and maybe um, because of the international element, almost overcompensating for hey well, we know a lot and we, we want to show you how much we know uh and if you break that down into into nfl which uh, is, is true i think these days a lot with football as well there's a difference between talking about broad themes and storylines and still having substantial things to say about those and x's and o's and or tactics and strategy in detail to uh degree that might lose a lot of people so we've got to find strike that balance so if there is a fan that really understands probably more than i do (laughs) in many cases uh the detail of the game uh to that degree we've got to keep those fans engaged with where we want to go without alienating a casual fan who might just have turned it on because of the london game and discovered our pod and wants to wants to learn more about it and we don't want to lose them after three minutes because we're being way too uh, way too serious and deep diving too much into into tactics. Also, I, I think this I learned this lesson quite an important point um, from a, a brilliant journalist and broadcaster stateside who has a big following here as well. Greg Rosenthal is part of the Around the NFL crew, and he he's uh, an old friend of mine who who does our show a fair bit. And his his pod is brilliant. He's a brilliant journalist as well. And he said to me, uh, well, "I remember once I'm not really an X's and O's guy." And then carried on talking. I think it was when he was on. It was a, a, either on the pod or a radio show. He said that and just carried on talking. I remember thinking, he's just open. He's been fine to say I'm not a tactics guy. He's one of the top journalists in the game, and he's like, I'm not. I'm fine to. And I, you know, realized that that resonated a lot with me. That we clear about what you are. Don't worry about having to overcompensate and prove all this. Not all this specific type of, of knowledge. So I think that's kind of how we pitch it. Credible enough and enough insight. For a really serious fan, but accessible enough for a casual fan.
0: Of course, and building on that, how do you approach helping fans in the UK build a tie to a sport that takes place a continent away? Especially with a sporting culture here that a lot of people just support their local football club.
1: Yeah, that's a, that is a great point. Um, I've interested in how many fans that I've encountered and I, I reckon I might be one of them actually in uh, I, I've got a team I, I've always supported the Dolphins and I just picked them when I was a kid I'm a West Ham fan and they quite a lot of parallels like I never well I'm, actually I can't I can't use this line anymore as a matter. so they never win anything after our dominant European success that is <laughs> it's different but for most of the time they never really win anything uh but play quite a cavalier style of football and uh and have a very rich colorful history uh, uh, so they're kind of i'm kind of drawn to them and they've never won anything in my lifetime anyway miami and and so i have a, obviously a real aff- affection for them but i'm much more in love with the sport than i am the team and i think a lot of fans over here would say that they most will have picked a team and will have an affinity with them but i think certainly quite a few i've encountered if you put them on the spot they're more in love with a game than, than a team so you're right it's, it is different um the the, the obvious barrier to that real connection is you don't go and see them every week or they're not. Uh, but then I suppose given the way pricing is going in football, that's true with a lot of fans over here. I right? can't, can't get to games every week because it's just insanely expensive, but still uh, uh, on the broadcast side. So there's maybe a, a duality there that you've got all of this access. You can listen to, you know, team specific content, every day you could listen to a radio station that just talks about or pods that just talk about the dolphins and programming every day if you want so in that respect you build up a, a strong affinity there um that also is really interesting in terms of knowledge of specific teams i was listening to this interview with one of the top commentators in the states play-by-play guys in the states who was saying because they he's doing stuff on a national and a i guess a macro level so he's doing different teams every week and to my point, I guess the broader storylines, he said that there are so many journalists and fans because of that. Now who are obviously a keying in the athletic model, I guess, of keying in on very specific uh, cities and teams that have such a deep seated knowledge of that team that, um, the the, the whole terrain has changed from maybe 20 years ago when a typical fan would, would of course have beat reporting and, um, in the states specific stuff about their team but you wouldn't be able to find that about other teams so you could find fan x who could build up a really deep knowledge of every other team in their division because of the access to all of this content that would way surpass this guy who is calling the game on nbc uh yeah so it's it's an interesting time in that respect i think
0: definitely it's an interesting time in terms of the localization of content and in terms of that do you think? do you speak differently if you're talking to a us audience than to a uk audience and how so
1: Yeah, it's a really interesting question because i'd be careful to you know massive generalizations that i mentioned the iran nfl show they one of the reasons i think they've got such a big following here as well but it's also massive in america is because they are are very funny they're very they're obviously very smart nfl journalists and, and analysts and um but they're very funny with it as well. And they, they struck that balance too. Bill Simmons, who's somebody I've got a massive amount of respect for, is very, very balanced in terms of pop culture and and insight and informative and fun. And so there are plenty of shows in America that do it as well. We've just followed that lead, I suppose. I guess the difference there is just that some of the pop cultural references or some of the references full stop that are just instinctive and intuitive to us to drop. That resonate with the with the British audience because most of our ninety five percent of our audience is 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 Britain, we it, well it's the UK and Ireland, right? So five uh, percent beyond, and actually America is the the next the next highest, but yeah, most of our audience is homegrown. So there are you know, for example, there is um, an NFL head coach called Mike McCarthy, and <laughs> you probably already guess where this is going? So we had Tom Deacon, the comedian, who's a regular on the show we started talking about well, how would Mick McCarthy coach in the NFL and uh and you can imagine kind of where that went and he did a very good Mick McCarthy impression and uh the style of football that Mick McCarthy would play would in NFL terms would absolutely replicate his his footballing philosophy <laughs> that kind of stuff i think is 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 yeah it, it is quite distinctive to our to our show but then we wouldn't um yeah you know, we we don't kind of layer that on as I say all the time it's not it's not a mad half hour of it's not a comedy show, but we can kind of go on those on those tangents. So I think there's a lot of funny stuff in America as well as what I'm trying to say. We try and borrow that light touch, or you know, echo that and are influenced by it, but add a add a, a British
0: slant to it. Definitely, and looking at the broadcasting situation with NFL in the UK at the moment, it's obviously on Sky Sports, ITV, Channel Five, and you can get Game Pass through to Zone. So across that very wide range of broadcasters, do you think there's anything that's missing for a UK audience at the moment? And that is, that is as you say,
1: the most I can remember in terms of terrestrial output um, and, and linear broadcasting, That for, for sure. So that is a healthy thing. And sometimes I think the fan base maybe takes that for granted a little bit or, or shouldn't take that for granted. if if I'm not jumping the gun there. In other words, back when I was a kid, it was a highlight show for a little while on terrestrial. And then it basically was sky and I didn't have sky growing up. So I didn't like, I'd sneak a bit of NFL if we were on holiday and the hotel (laughs) had sky. Now look at it. It's everywhere. And uh, I I think with the one thing which I'd like to see change taking self-interest out of the game, because it's a, it's a show that was close to my heart and, um, you know, maybe it's time, it would be time for a different different crew to do this. But Sunday Night Football, the, the late night game I mentioned earlier, which Sky's show, but they just take the American feed, right? Um, I think that is a trick that the NFL are missing because one of the obvious objectives for the NFL and NFL UK is to find new fans. And that's important to demonstrate that would grow in this sport and it's more and more fans are coming to it. And that is achieved in lots of ways and, and effectively. So if you're bringing in, um, you know, influencers from different spheres where you cross promoting, you know, you're getting Harry Kane as a big NFL fan of footballers. Of course, that's going to introduce the game to an audience that maybe hasn't considered it before. So that all of that is important. And I'm not saying it's not, but from firsthand experience doing that late night show, the amount of new fans that were watching it and particularly a young demographic as well, right? Because a lot of it would have been students or <laughs> people that didn't have to get up uh, too early in the morning. And and it, like I said, creates this real sense of community. So the NFL, sorry, the Sunday Night Football game on Sky is great because you're getting the American broadcast is great and you're getting the game. But then they, there's a there's something missing, it's a missing component. Channel 5 do this really well with their Monday Night Football and Greg actually, Rosenthal's on that and, and the guys on that, it's a version of that, but I would I think that's what's missing right now is to put that game on Terrestrial and have a studio wrap right around it, because I think it would serve a lot of the, the current fans would love it, and it would bring a lot of new fans in
0: Sounds like a great idea, I think we'll have to pitch it to Sky
1: Let's oh. get on, yeah, <laughs> exactly yeah, yeah, pitch it, Channel 4, I'm going to talk to, I'll, I'll give, uh i'll I'll give my agent a call to get that moving
0: (laughs) (laughs) and that gets to my final question which it's mostly about community building it sounds like so obviously if you're in the uk you're not necessarily seeing nfl in the pub you're not necessarily talking to someone about it super often so is it about making your listeners your viewers realize that other people do like this sport and they also want to watch it and be interested absolutely so it's
1: spot on because i think there's always been that element to it with a a cult sport or a niche sport right particularly one that is transatlantic so and and for all the access challenges for a generation anyway kind of growing up that it was hard to find or you're watching it late night you're together watching it and that's the game has moved on as we, we've talked about over over the last last half hour or so that there are lots of ways to encounter it now but it's still very much a sense of um there is a cult sport and it is a bit left field and and that's fine like i don't think anyone ever thinks with all of these kind of hype articles and all of these days is going to supplant football in this country but it's not trying to you know and in the same way i guess that football in america um you know as in uh you know well not just MLS, because obviously La Liga and Premier League are, are, huge, Bundesliga are hugely popular there as well. But you know what I mean? It, that's not going to replace NFL. That's not trying to. It's just finding different markets and different territories and different fans. There's more than enough to go around. So yeah, I think community is, is really key. And there is a sense I guess because of that and because uh, of it being a bit left field and a bit cult that um, there is a positive positivity to the fan base and, and, and a sense of um support uh you know lots of different i've I've found that and although american sports and and nfl particularly is the main thing i've done over the years i've done a fair amount of football as well and i love football too like you know as i said i'm a west ham fan and i love it And and i'm not would never be derogatory about it in contrast to the nfl but in terms of um experience anyway with um with the fan base it feels very different you know if if I, i've done say like a phone-in show on a radio station i made a comment about a team just twitter's blown up That does not really happened with the nfl nfl you know uh, they definitely it's a fan base that doesn't suffer fools gladly like can you know smell phonies and it, it, i think it's frustrated with if it feels that like it's being overly patronized you know but at the same time it's very much uh, a place where if the programming is good and the output's good and sincere they'll be really behind it and and that's a yeah that's a great thing to be a part of
0: thanks for listening to the broadcast sport podcast you can find more of our content at broadcastnow.co.uk broadcast-sport meanwhile make sure to subscribe and we'll see you for the next one